You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPyle11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Hope everybody's had a good week so far. Football is officially back. Jets training camp starting up um, a few days ago. And, you know, obviously the main storyline, which we'll get into right away, Zach Wilson remained unsigned for the first two practices of, uh, of Jets training camp. Very frustrating very unsettling. Um, I was not worried in any way, but at the, at the end of the day, it was a bit frustrating. It's another, you know, another couple of week days and almost a week of bad headlines for the Jets, bad press. And, you know, quite frankly, it's a franchise that's trying to escape that bad culture, that, that those bad vibes, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term that, uh, you know, they've been experiencing at least for the last decade. And, and a lot of the fan base would argue their entire life. So you, know, you have a guy like Robert Sala come in, you know, great hire, well-renowned, you make signings of Corey Davis and Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, the people who are over the moon about, you know, whether it's pro football focus, ESPN, NFL Network, couldn't speak highly, more highly of what the Jets did for agency and a coaching hire. Then to top it off, they go into the draft, they trade Sam Darnold, they get good return on a guy that they didn't have much value on when everyone knew they were taking Zach Wilson. They bring in Elijah Moore, they trade it for Elijah Vera Tucker who's, you know, and they obviously draft Zach Wilson. People love, people thought they had an exceptional draft, exceptional free agency period, minus not really probably bringing in enough corners. Got the head coaching hire, right? People think you're going into training camp. You are fired up as a fan and boom, Zach Wilson remains the only quarterback, only draft pick, honestly, unsigned uh, for two days over the same, you know, squabble the Jets have had with, you know, D Milner. They had this with, they had this with Sam Darnold. They had this with Quinn Williams. They had this with the Royal Revis. They've had this, you know, over and over and over again with this offset language. And basically, you know, you've heard it explained a thousand times. The Jets wanted to basically, you know, in the event that Zach Wilson is not good and they cut him down the road, um, and this goes for a lot of the free agency signings as well, the Jets would, you know, be able to recoup some of that money and not, you know, double pay that person. You know, if they sign elsewhere, it happened with Dean Milner, Connor Rogers pointed this out in the Badlands podcast. The Jets cut him. The offset language actually would have come into effect, but no one signed email there and it did not matter. So, you know, going forward here, it's not something that's going to change the Jets. This comes down from the ownership. This is not on Joe Douglas. This is not on Zach Wilson. Um, You know, thankfully it's now done. Zach has signed his deal four year, you know, fully guaranteed deal, fifth year option. You know, he'll get his $22 million signing bonus, I believe, you know, in the next 15 days. That was the other big 
you know, kind of sticking point. Zach Wilson wanted this, you know, the bonus, you know, paid up front. The Jets wanted to defer about six million of that, um, you know, according to reports, you know, to 2022. So, you know, again, the Jets, you know, got their, you know, got their wish. They got the offset language settled. Zach took a red eye, um, you know, last night, got the team facility, got the COVID testing and all, and all those different types of things done was in the building, you know, post-practice when this thing got announced. The Jets got their offset language. Zach got his bonus paid up front. You know, the one concerning part was the report that came out that the Jets opened talks with Zach Wilson two weeks ago. Um, not sure why it took two and a half months to get this stuff worked out. Most, you know, rookies, you know, it was a little concerning. The Jets had three rookies, three of those top three guys not signed about two weeks ago, and no one really thought much of it. At the end of the day, will we remember that Zach Wilson missed two practices? No. Will it matter at all? Absolutely not. Was it a helmets practice, which is virtually, you know, you might as well not be wearing pads. Yes, of course. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a bad look for the Jets. It's something they're trying to escape that same old Jets mantra. And, you know, going forward here, you know, you want to see Zach Wilson be able to ball out and, you know, he'll get, everyone will get their first look this morning, you know, at Zach and, um, you know, tomorrow fans are going to be there and they had got, they had better had gotten that thing done before those fans got there because fans have been waiting 24 months, basically 18 months, whatever it is the, to be able to watch the jets. They experienced an absolutely atrocious season last year. They finally have some hope. And then to go watch, you know, no disrespect to James Morgan and Mike white, but from all reports of practice and what I've heard very, very uh, bland offensively at best. Yes. It's a helmets practice. So it's nice to see them be able to open up holes, but you know, the run game, but, end of the day you know they're not blocking anybody for real you know you're not you know if you don't have the pads on i don't really the run game doesn't really you know get me as excited as, as others the pass game to hear that they completed one pass of over 10 yards one of them yesterday gets intercepted brandon eccles pick six um you know great to hear from a defensive perspective and eccles is an interesting player a guy that i have that will remain i you know predicted maybe they'll end up on the practice squad um very well can make the roster though um it's kind of a flip between him and isaiah dunn for that last corner spot, but yeah, I mean, you just, you want to see Zach Wilson be able to, you know, sling it around, you know, make some things happen, make some plays happen. And again, you want that offense will have a lot more juice, juice today. It should have an exceptional amount of juice tomorrow. Fans will be in the building, a little adrenaline rush. They have not had that in a long, long time, whether you're in the NFL or college last year, you were most likely not getting, you know, fans, maybe one or two stadiums, but Guys that have stood out so far, um, Michael Carter running with the ones, a guy that, you know, turned on the Jets, Badlands has said is, you know, probably going to be the star to him and Ty Johnson with the guys that kind of take that next leap. I know some people, I know Steven Jansen, Steven Russo pointed out Tevin Coleman's possibilities, but um, him and, you know, Michael Carter and Michael Pirine have actually um, apparently flashed so far in the first couple of days. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Pirine. He had a really good camp last year. People were raving about him being their one game breaker. And then, um, sprains the ankle in the scrimmage after a huge touchdown run and just was never the same. And I think the fan base has soured out of him a bit. So interested to see what happens at that running back spot. We've talked about that a lot, but Michael Carter running with the ones to start tight end wise, Chris Herndon running with the twos, um, Tyler Croft apparently had nice OTAs, um, nice mini camp and, you know, was running with the ones, you know, initially here that might not change. Um, you know, we'll see Chris Herndon's going to have to go win that job because, to new coaching staff they're not going to be worrying about what happened in 2018 when he had a nice little run there the last film that Robert Silas saw on Chris Herndon 
and and LaFleur saw on him and all this stuff was 2020, which was a couple of decent games at the end of the year, a couple of nice touchdowns against the Chargers and Patriots and things like that. And other than that, a lot of fumbles, drops, missed assignments, a suspension, and you know, a rib injury in 20, you know, 2019. So Chris Hearn is gonna have, have to go earn that job. Tyler Croft running up their ones. Um, offensive line-wise, pretty much what we would expect. Becton, Lajavera, Tucker, McGovern. Um, GVR and Morgan Moses, George fan on the COVID list will probably be back early to mid next week. Um, that job is, you know, they call it an open competition to start right tackle. Felt like it was always Morgan Moses's job. He's a better player. Um, but now that George fan has COVID and is going to miss a week, week and a half of camp, it, it's an uphill battle to say the least to try to win that job from a, from a receiver perspective. We've seen Corey Davis show some really good signs. Jameson Crowder, a guy who, you know, for some reason, the fan base, you know, I, I've talked about this. I thought he was maybe potentially expendable during or right before the draft. Um, if that meant get them picking up picks or maybe in a, you know, a trade for another tight end. Um, you know, once they restructure that contract, I think the Jets realized that they are deep right now at receiver. Losing Jameson Crowder would be and leave this receiving core very unproven. And I think that's something they're not going to do unless, um, they get a great crazy offer from a team like the Saints or someone like that that's dealt with a lot of injuries or, you know, potentially a team midseason that's a contender if the Jets are struggling to offload Jameson Crowder there. But he's looked good in camp so far as to be expected. The guy's, you know, six, seven-year NFL veteran that hauls in 60 to 70 catches a year. So that's no surprise there. Corey Davis, I mentioned. Um, Elijah Moore has apparently continued to impress. Yes, the Jets have not pushed the ball down the field in team drills so far with Morgan and White, who have looked less than adequate. It looks like Mike White has played a little bit better, but, you know, more from all, you know, all points, you know, whether it's returning punts, whether it's the way he he prepares, the way he's, everything's with an intent. And, and I'm very impressed to see that from Elijah Morning. Excited to see him tomorrow and um, get to watch him that suddenness and, and quickness in person. Uh, you look at a guy like Denzel Mims, again, very similar to Chris Hernan in the sense that, the fan base is really high on them. A lot of people on Denzel Mims. Um, I have my reservations at the moment just because I want to make sure he can consistently separate. We've talked about this a couple, you know, a couple of times on the podcast. He's running with the twos, had a big drop apparently day one. It'll be interesting to see if he can get his confidence right. New system, first real training camp for him where he's not banged up. I'd really, really like to see him. Um, you know, take that step, go win that job from Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole is a nice NFL player. He's a guy that's solid. Um, he's getting, um, honestly, slightly overrated right now by the fan base. I think he was, I mean, he was the Jaguars number three receiver who were even worse than the Jets last year. Um, while Keelan Cole is really versatile and he's going to be a good signing, I would pump the brakes on Keelan Cole as a superstar. All that said, it was Cole, Crowder, and Corey Davis with the ones, with Mike White taking day one for, at the quarterback position. Uh, James Morgan took the reps in day two. James Morgan apparently did not look very good. Had a really bad interception. Was late, you know, across the field to uh, Corey Davis. Like I mentioned, Jason Pinnock had a, you know had the play of the day um, there. But from an offensive perspective, then the twos were you know Braxton Berrios in the slot, Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore. I expect Moore to continue to push his way into that ones group. I would hope Mims will do the same. I think Barrios is a pretty solidified number two there. And then we'll be interested to see how Vincent Smith, Jeff, Jeff Smith, Lawrence Cage, or guys like that can try to creep onto the roster from a special teams perspective and do enough at receiver to you know prove they belong. Maybe as that seventh guy, that's a kind of a swing, um, swing special teams guy. 
defensively, Carl Lawson is a absolute beast. Like I've been talking about, I've talked about it in the article. I've had pretty much every guest talk about it. Carl Lawson apparently was giving Kai Beckton fits yesterday. Again, they are not in pads yet, so I'm not worried. Um, but apparently Mikai Beckton looks good, you know, size-wise, but Carl Lawson is, you know, given given him fits already. Quinn Williams is going to be out for another week or two. Um, that's to be expected, had the foot surgery. Uh, we need that going in. I'm not concerned about it at all. I will get concerned if we get into the third preseason game and he is still not practicing. That's when I will start to get concerned. Quinn's expected to have a big year. He looks like he's in good shape, the whole nine, but you do need to get reps. He is still in a new system. He is only in year three. Um, this is not the same situation as a guy like Vinny Curry, who's you know out until at least week two. Um, disappointing, obviously, but he's more of a depth piece at this point. And the 33-year-old um, knows how to get his body ready for camp. They're both. He's not on the pup list. Neither is Ashton Davis. Um, very disappointing. He's going to be out week one. But you know, I expect him to you know grind his way back. Another guy who had off-season surgery that. Uh, we knew it would be, you know, not somebody who would start day one of camp in terms of, you know, injury related. Um, same with any Curry, but um, a little disappointing here. They still have about, you know, six weeks left to go in their rehab. So hopefully they're back by the home opener. Again, not concerned about Quinn. I'm excited that Sheldon Rankins looks good on the field, you know, ready to go. And again, Carl Lawson, you know, kind of stealing the show. Moved to a linebacker group. Um, you know, it's going to be kind of rotational. You know, you look at Mosley and Gerard Davis kind of seem like solidified starters. Gerard Davis talked about the Matt Patricia effect on his career and how, you know, he felt like revitalized. He wanted to retire from football at one point. You know, he's only a 25, um, 24, 25-year-old first-round pick, you know, three, four years into his career thinking about retiring because of how the culture and things like that Detroit. And that's something we've heard with the Jets in the past, right? Fitzpatrick, rightfully or wrongfully, um, he made Jets fans want to stop watching football. And he, at, at one time in 2016, wanted to stop playing. And um, while we joke about it at the same time, it does, it is so important for a lot of these guys to get a new situation, new culture. That's why you look at quarterbacks like Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, um, you're getting into new situations. You'll see how they can be revitalized. Um, that kind of stuff does happen. Um, you know, but end of the day, the linebacker group's going to rotate. You're going to see Nazareth, Dean, Sherwood, Cashman kind of split reps, it seems like, and who can, you know, who can stay healthy and who can, you know, show the most, you know, in some of that will linebacker position. But um, mostly he's 231 pounds, light as he's been in a long time. He said he feels good. Um, you know, we'll see. I think the most important thing for him is just going to be able to get reps after reps, after reps, after reps. And once they can start tackling, be able to kind of thud up on some guys and get his body used to hitting people again, because it does take some time. And, you know, he has not really played a, he has not tackled somebody since, you know, he kind of half played against the Patriots in that awful ghost game. So um, other than that, it's been almost two full years. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, the back end, Marcus May um, practicing, that's a good sign. I know they're going to deal with the questions after questions after questions on the contract stuff, but, you know, to see him, you know, start, you know, start camp and practice. Um, Bryce Hall missed the first day of practice with the birth of his, uh, of his child, um, but was back yesterday. Then, you know, be on the lookout for guys like Jason Pinnock, Isaiah Dunn, Michael Carter II, Javon Gidry, guys like that, um, you know, should stand out, you know, should stand out there. All in all, um, the first two days seemed like, more defensive heavy, looked like the run game opened up 
Um, again, they're not in, they're literally just in helmets. So it's, you know, run, run fits are, you know, interesting to say the least. Um, all that said, I'm expecting a lot of juice at today's practice and even more juice tomorrow from the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be a lot of learning curve for Zach Wilson. You know, he missed the first two days. Those are, you know, at the end of the day, there are helmets practices, but they're, you know, they're installing the offense, right? And that's something that you want your starting quarterback there. He's going to be able to, you know, help make everybody else around him better. And you hope that the offensive guys, especially guys like Corey Davis, guys like Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder, you know, at least at this point, you know, in camp can, you know, really elevate Zach Wilson's game as well and, you know, get him going, get that confidence starting to rise and, you know, see where we kind of go from there. Um, Robert Salas done a fantastic job his first couple of press conferences. He talks about wanting adversity all offseason and wanting to embrace that adversity, which is awesome to hear. I don't think he was expecting the adversity to be that his starting quarterback was virtually holding out the first two days and he was going to have to answer questions about Mekhi Becton's weight and even though Mekhi Becton looks fantastic, um, answer questions about Marcus May's contract, answer questions about COVID and you know, vaccines and the whole nine yards. Definitely welcome to New York type of moment. The great news is Zach Wilson's back. Most of the Jets, I think, believe 81 of 90 players as of two days ago were vaccinated. They're well on their way to, you know, having that not be an issue for them this season. Um, then you, you move the whole coaching staff is vaccinated as well. So that's good news there, you know, from a, um, you know, kind of that kind of perspective. And then, yeah, again, I think the pads are either going to go on Sunday or Monday. They'll probably go in, you know, in uppers um, and then move their way into full pads. And it'll be interesting to see how this camp kind of, you know, rolls around. And I'm excited to excited to get some, you know, start hearing some contact and, you know, get this competition really ramped up and, you know, get this team ready for, uh, get this team ready, ready to go. And, you know, by week one, you know, have them hitting their stride and this young, this young team, uh, you know, really trying to you know, go out there, put up some points and, uh, you know, beat the Carolina Panthers week one, but great news again, Zach Wilson signed first two days in the books. Uh, Quinn Williams will be back within the next week or two, you know, and uh, you know, we're going to go from there. We've got Bryce Huff actually joining us from training camp um, on the Tuesday pod. You know, that will be coming out. We have a lot of more coming up during the season. So that's some pretty awesome news there. Um, but, you know, we, uh, you know, look forward to the Bryce Huff interview. If you guys are going to be at practice on Saturday, I will be there. So, um, you know, feel free to, uh, you know, feel free to come over and say hi. But, um, you know, Zach Wilson signed. Everyone take a deep breath. And, uh, you know, let's see how he performs today. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But uh, exciting times at one shit drive.